This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. That's right, we're in glorious Technicolor. We're available and Spanish. We're available. Good morning. Welcome to Jason yeah. and Alexis in the morning. Hour two. Right here on my talk. Everything entertainment. Everything granny panties. I'm Jace. <gasps> yes. With Lex and Dawn. How many granny panties today, Lex? Oh, today. Let's do two granny panties. Two, two granny, granny panties. panties. That's right. It's a two granny panty forecast. Yeah. Why? Because what the hell is it? Is what? 52. How cold? 52. 52. Yeah. Okay. But compared to the weekend, wow, yeah, yeah. It's freezing. Shouldn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe two. Yeah, because fifty, you don't need. Yeah, were you thinking more? No, no. I thought for two two seconds, but no, you're right. You're right. Two um, granny panties. You know what's freezing is working in this office. <laughs> really? Is it cold in there? Uh, well, I'm your just sense. overall. Oh, I'm always. saying the building oh. itself. This is every office building. It's not just this one. Oh, I see. I, I see. mean, yeah. people out there can relate. Is your office building frigidly cold? Yes. Women complain. Men in suits are like, I'm fine. I know. I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. I keep our studio very cold because you also have equipment. Yeah. Like yeah. all of that. You know, huge cameras and lights and stuff. You have to keep it cold and in body there. Body heat. That yeah. makes sense. But body heat. Lots yeah. of layers. That's what I mm-hmm. yeah. You can't doing. even wear a cute outfit. No. You gotta have a coat on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, well, we, uh, uh, we will begin this hour with the apology tour. And uh, yeah, let's start with James Corden. He came back. Uh, all the late night shows were off last week. James came back. And I, I, I knew that he was going to do this because he told the new, he did an interview with the New York Times, a pre-scheduled. This was supposed to be about a project he's doing. But of course, the timing was unfortunate for him because Uh-oh. they, ha- they yeah. had to talk about the <laughs> restaurant being banned at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I read this entire article and there's a takeaway that I want to I want to ask you two about because if you take James out of it, you'll see what I mean. It was interesting and it made me think about something. But first, the apology. So here he is. I won't play the whole thing because it's like 17 minutes long. But here's James talking about the uh, restaurant episode. No phone, no TV. I wish that was the case. Um, As some of you may have seen uh, last week, there were there was there were stories about me being banned from a restaurant. And at the time, I considered, you know, like, tweeting about it or Instagramming about it. Like, whenever these sorts of moments come my way, I, I, I like to adopt, you know, quite a 
quite a British attitude of, of sort of, you know, keep calm and carry on. Things are going to get written about me. Never complain, never explain. It's very much my motto. But as my dad pointed out to me on Saturday, he said, son, well, you did complain, so you might need to explain. Um, <laughs> look, when yeah. you make a mistake, you've got to take responsibility. So I thought I would, if it's okay, I, I would share with you what happened? So a couple of weeks ago, I was in New York with some friends and we went for breakfast at one of my absolute favourite restaurants. It's a place called Balthazar and I genuinely, I love it there. I love the food, the vibe, the service. If I lived in New York, I'd go every day on the proviso that, you know, they would let me in. So <laughs> we sit down, we ordered and my wife explained uh, that, that she has a, a serious food allergy, right? Oh. So when everybody's meals came my wife was given the food that she was allergic to but no she hadn't taken a bite of it or anything no worries we sent it back all was good as her meal came wrong to the table the third time mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment i made i made a sarcastic rude comment right about cooking it myself and it is a comment i deeply regret like i understand the difficulties of being a server i worked shifts at restaurants for years i have I have such respect and I value anyone that does such a job. And the team at that restaurant are so great. That's why I love it there. The restaurant manager and the server, they were lovely. They were lovely. They brought out four glasses of champagne as an apology. But we were like, that's not necessary. We don't need it. We'd had a great time. Even for me, it was too early to start drinking. So, <laughs> but here's the truth of it, right? Because I didn't, because I didn't shout or scream like i didn't get up out of my seat i didn't call anyone names or use derogatory language i've been walking around thinking that i hadn't done anything wrong right but the truth is like i have i made a rude co rude comment and it was wrong it was it was an unnecessary comment it was ungracious to the server so last monday the owner of the restaurant had heard what happened and uh, he instagrammed that i was banned from his restaurant for two offences. One was a meal that I, I think was back in 2014 when I sent a dish back that had hair in it. And the other was last week, right? So when I read this post, I, I, I immediately, I got hold of his phone number. I called him straight away and I told him how upset I was. I was upset, how, how, how upset I was that, that anybody was, was hurt by anything that I had done. There's uh, James Corden. Hmm. Reaction, Lex? Oh, that's tough. Um, I, I feel like he just, he feels that he needs to apologize, that he's been caught. And I believe him. I feel like he feels really badly about it. Um, but it's still, it's, it's still something that I'm going to always think about. And and look, I, maybe because he was trying to use some humor and the audience was laughing, it just feels like, okay. I, I guess I don't have strong feelings about they haven't changed really is that I feel like he's still I feel like he's kind of an asshat in in real life Don I feel like that was a pretty sincere apology and I would I would accept it um but you never know what one person's side of the story there are always you know three sides of the story always yeah <laughs> and, and you know since 2014 if you know that story about the hair just grew and grew and and the one server tells another and it became more than what it was 
I can understand that happening and then piling on with like they they expected like, oh, he was mean like six years ago or what, eight years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 weird. But I feel like that was sincere. And this is not the first the story to even beyond this. We've heard a lot of other things about him. And maybe that is the pile on that I'm kind of yeah, I, thinking about, too, because it's not just being rude to servers, but other things, too. Yeah, I haven't heard. I don't really remember, though. So that's why I'm just going off this one incident. So, I yeah, I would need a refresher on those. Yeah, I was pretty hard on him. I, I, I'm a little more with Dawn. Because I'm watching this too. You yeah, guys I, have the a disadvantage of just hearing the audio. I uh, I would have no. I would have a very easy time saying that this seemed like a Paula Dean Office Max apology. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, two things. First, I think we got to put this. I gotta. We gotta. For me, not we don't. We don't. We you, we don't have to do anything. For me, I'm putting this in a box of like. Okay, we got to put this in perspective. He's not killing anybody. No, um, it's not the not. worst thing. We all have bad days. I've snapped. Uh, I've snapped at managers um, in the past when something has happened that I feel is just egregious. And somebody could take that story, turn it a little bit, turn the knob a yeah. little bit, and be like, "That guy on the radio is an asshat." Uh, but then you know, and to me. I was mad about X, Y, and Z. Anyway, so I there's the first thing. And the second thing, like, um, you know, he still has a show to do. Mm. And I can understand that. So the occasional joke in the middle, uh, I call Ellen d- does that actually pretty well. And you, you got to keep it entertaining if you're going to go on a monologue about an apology. So I don't really mind the, the self-deprecating humor in the middle of his apology. Now, when we come back, I'm going to well, read you. Oh. Just, just the other thing, too, yeah, is yeah. also, like, we are coming off the cusp of him saying, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Remember that, well, too? Like, I feel so zen about, about the whole thing. And now he's apologizing profusely. Like, what yep. is it? That's what I think it is. It's the wishy-washiness <laughs> of it that I am that I was trying to put into words before of just like, okay, well. Which version you, of it is What you? is it? What is it then? Yeah. If Good you point, felt Lex. like you did nothing wrong and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm, I'm behaved badly. It's like, okay. Yeah. Good point. I mean, within like three days, this is up and down. Well, that leads me perfectly because what Alexis is referring to is that New York times interview where he kind of said, not yeah. kind of, he said, I don't, I don't I think we're blowing this, you know, this is paraphrasing, not direct blowing this a little bit out of proportion, but there's a line in this article that I, that made me stop and think. Um, I'll tell you what that is when we come back. And now, a moment with Will and Grace and Karen. It just breaks my heart that you don't have a partner for the spotlight dance. Such a pity a bottle of rum can't waltz. Actually, I do have a date. Yes, I was just on my way to meet him by the punch bowl. Or, as you would call it, the swimming hole. This has been a moment with Will and Grace and Karen. <laughs> the swimming hole. <laughs> the swimming hole. We are remembering uh, the great Leslie Jordan all morning long. Uh, coming up in our third hour around eight thirty. If you're listening to us live, um, we're going to replay uh, portions of our uh, last interview with them. Jason and Alexis uh, in the morning, right here on my talk. Coming up in a little bit, though, Alexis is going to tell you about a Sex in the City accident. Oops. A good accident, but a funny accident.
But I just want to read you. We were wrapping up our conversation about James Corden. There's a big apology tour going on right now. Uh, Andy Cohen apologized to Garcelle. And James yeah. Corden apologized on his show um, about the restaurant incident. Incident, As Alexis pointed out, James did an interview with the New York Times uh, a couple days ago. And there's a portion of this interview that I read and I went, huh. Hmm. I, now, look, I don't know if it's applicable to James. James is using it as a defense. If you took James out of it, though, let me read this and then we'll t- talk about it here. Okay. Um, James said to the writer, to the interviewer, should we not all be a little grown up about this? I promise you, ask around the restaurant we're in. They don't know this. They don't know anything about this. Maybe 15% of people. I've been here, been walking around New York. Not one person's come up to me. We're dealing with two worlds here. He's talking about Twitter and, you know, living your life on Twitter and the people that know about this incident at the restaurant. He added, um, if I lived on Twitter, Hillary Clinton is the president and uh, Jeremy Corbyn won by, okay, whatever. While Corbyn said that he was not denying anyone's right to criticize, criticize him online, he compared the news media's amplification of negative social media posts to a school principal offering aid to classroom bullies. Quote, the principal makes the decision to stand up and say, I'd like all of those bullies to come up onto the stage and say into this microphone what they've been saying to their friends in the hallway. And I just, it made me stop, not so much about hmm. what we do, but kind of, sort of, but the media at large, when, and there are stories like this all around where, where BuzzFeed, Entertainment Weekly, people take rando Twitter hate about a celebrity and put it into a story as a justification. They amplify these social media comments that really do represent a very small portion of the population and they amplify it. And is that right? I don't know. Mm. And again, let's take James Corden out of it. Okay. It was it made me kind of stop and think about those types of stories. Because the people on Twitter and the Twitter comments cuz that's usually what they pull, you know, you can't you can't really see a you can't really go into an entertainment story now without seeing maybe three screenshots of three random Twitter complaints yeah and i don't know it's a much bigger conversation but it really did make me stop and think about that yeah we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Absolutely amplifies voices that have never really been 
um, given the time of day. And is that a bad thing? I think in some cases, absolutely, especially when someone's like yay is spreading hate. Um, it it gives people, um, you know, the kahunas to, to go out and um, say what they're thinking, even though there's a dozen of them, you know, and then the media, I guess, as we're saying, covers it. So mm-hmm. um and that just creates a cyclical thing. So, I mean, it's a different example, but I mean, that's more extreme, of course. Um, but I think I, I know we were taking James Corden out of this this conversation. There's just a pattern that happens. I think there, we're, we give a lot of other people grace to go, well, that was just a bad day or, um, oh, that it happens to us all. It's just at, at what point does it become a pattern and that people should be called out for it. Do you know what I'm saying? This is a spectrum of like it could be that they've been getting away with bad behavior for a long time or it's a one time situation. And that's hard to tell. Yeah, I'm just talking about in general, though. I don't I, I'm not I'm I, again, James, not included, but just these types of stories. Where people where the writers are plucking random yeah, I guess what I'm saying to that is that, that yes, it can't, I think we'll see those and go, wow, that's not great. But we can also justify, okay, well, has this happened before? Have other people said something? It's kind of a, is it is it something that we should be alarmed about or not? Is it true or not? You know what, I don't yeah, know if that just, makes sense. Yeah, it does. It just for me personally, it just makes yeah, me question. I'm I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to question whether... It's worthy of amplification. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? The, the random outrage of Twitter. Yes. You know what I mean? Does that justify That's getting, what I'm our pitch, getting our pitchforks and taking somebody down, you know, for whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was a server, I, I ran into people way worse than this. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That just, you oh, know. Yeah. Are random people, but these outlets have to crank out stories every day. Absolute, it's their job. Yes. It's like yeah. I have to come up with twenty five stories. I don't know how it works if you work at People or Us Weekly, but I'm sure they're just scouring social media to find anything. And then, like one random Reddit user, which could be making it up. Let's be clear. Yeah, you yeah. get uh, you know, Reddit love on there. You get there's no monetary, but you know, it's basically you know. You get cred on Reddit for putting up stories that get a lot of traction. So yeah. I feel like there there are a lot of fake stories on Reddit. Just mm-hmm. to you know, name one social outlet. So yep, absolutely yeah. right. It's a good one. Yeah, I don't know it was North just a good set and angry and wants some kind yeah. of platform. Yeah, yep. It just made me personally just kind of stop and think of like you know, not every outrage story needs to be amplified. You know, just because Twitter. Uh, is is angry about something that just yeah oh absolutely yeah. yeah it was just a hmm okay that's interesting again removing him yeah. removing the person that said it when we come back I said there was an apology to where Andy Cohen Ooh. is apologizing plus a Sex in the City accident Alexis has that uh, and Diane Sawyer sits down with Matthew Perry wait till you hear this promo Ooh. and Dawn has a an update on that too stay with us. And Alexis in the morning. Here on my talk, everything entertainment, everything. It's been a long time, baby, and it has been a rough road. That's right, Mariah. The apology tour continues. So, 
Andy Cohen is apologizing to Garcelle on his Sirius XM radio show because you remember mm. we told you last week, uh, part two of the reunion for Beverly Hills, um, they're discussing Lisa Renna throwing away Garcelle's book. And instead of focusing on Garcelle's feelings, um, Andy and Lisa shifted it to what was in what else was in Lisa Rinna's garbage and her lack of recycling oh, and the cat right. and the camera kept cutting back to Garcelle and Garcelle was like, uh, what about my feelings here? Uh, They're right. idiots. She was teary and just looking around like, I can't believe that this is the direction of the conversation. Now here's Andy's apology yesterday on a show. I really need to sincerely apologize. Not only for diverting the topic, but for not, returning even worse to the serious conversation that was at hand. There's Andy Cohen mm. for Garcelle. Uh, she and I had a really good, productive conversation last Thursday, and I should have been more in tune with her feelings. I believe Andy. Yes. You know, uh, this isn't an excuse, but you guys have seen it during the promos. The audience now knows everything. They shoot everything. Those days for those reunions start at about four o'clock in the morning and yeah. go until about 11 o'clock at night. And Andy, as the moderator, probably exhausted from all the screamings. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and, and I know so many people to deal with. Yeah. It's also a shiny object. It's like, Oh, now we're talking about this. And then you just yeah. kind of naturally go there. Yeah, absolutely. And you're trying to keep the ball going. I think going. she would understand too. Yeah, and I think she did. She put out a thing. She goes, she loves Andy, and she understands, and she was hurt in the moment. But, yeah. So that's a good apology. I'm glad Andy did that, and there we go. And then tomorrow, the big in. The big in. The big Kathy in. Hilton. Kathy Hilton, Lex. Oh. Tomorrow <laughs> on Bravo. We'll have a breakdown on Thursday morning. Of Peacock course. on the next day. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um Sex in the City, the uh, and just like that sequel, is shooting season two right now in New York. And Lex, I, what, what was this accidental visit? What happened? Well, this I thought was really crazy. So Patricia Field is not acclaimed uh, stylist and designer, not in the Sex in the City reboot or working behind the scenes. And I guess, uh, well, and she's also Emmy Award winner, too, as a costume director for Sex in the City. Well, she made a surprise visit to the reboot on Monday, and everyone was like, wow, welcome back. This is so great. Uh, amazing that you're back styling the ladies. And she says, no, 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 I'm passing by. And one of the photographers says, oh, my God, we're so excited that you're back on set. She says, no. Um, I didn't even know what this movie is. Mm, <laughs> she I know, was that's having... my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know her, basically. <laughs> <laughs> she was leaving lunch with a friend and just happened to walk by it in this, because they're filming in New York City Soho neighborhood. Yeah. And she says, no way, and gave everybody a hug. Um, but it was just <laughs> funny that she just walked by the set. It was a great coincidence and a surprise. And luckily, she still has good feelings with everybody. I don't know her. I don't know. What is this movie? That's my favorite. What right. What is this movie? What are they shooting here? <laughs> and part, and there's also a piece of me that's like, did she know? Or mm. is she just saying that? Yeah. Well, you know, she is. Fr- it's a big city. 
And she can be like Kathy and Jimmy. And what I mean by that is Kathy is friends with SJP. Mm-hmm. And Kathy and Jimmy is also good friends with um, uh, Kim Cattrall. But I, but I will tell you, I think it's a little more with Patricia Field. I think Patricia is very camp Kim Cattrall. Mm. Um, I get the feeling that her... Um, her feelings about allegiance is more tied to Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Um, with Patricia. So, yeah. So it's probably fun for her to walk by. She looked fantastic. Yeah. Really cool lime buckled shoes and graphic (laughs) pants and just, you know, that bright red hair and an orange hat and just walking by like, all right. And just like that, I stopped by or accidentally. Hey, I'm her. (laughs) Well, her protege, her protege does, uh, who's been with sex in the city as long as Patricia almost to be clear, her protege does do the costume design for Anne just like that. Mm, yeah. And she does a great job. I mean, her team is, it's basically the same team minus Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to play this promo for you. Lex, I don't know if you saw this or Dawn. ABC put out a promo about her, about the Diane Sawyer interview with Matthew Perry. Oh, oh God. It, it is just real powerful. Oh. Listen, listen to this. That smile, that one-of-a-kind charm, those Chandler wisecracks, Matthew Perry. Oh, it's Diane Sawyer. Nice to see you. Loved, adored by millions and millions. Now, he's finally ready to tell you the story behind that smile. Secrets kill you. Secrets kill people like me. To the world outside, it seemed like a perfect dream life. Number one movie. Number one television show. At the time, I should have been the toast of the town. I was in a dark room meeting with nothing but drug dealers and completely alone. Success, fame, and a bone-crushing struggle with addiction. You start with a thunderclap. First page. Hi, my name is Matthew, although you may know me by another name. My friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. Yeah. That's definitely true. Emotional, raw, brutally honest. You're on methadone, Xanax, full quart of vodka day? Mm. Wow. 55 Viking on a day. 55? Yeah. What he has never before shared. I was in a coma and, you know, escaped death really narrowly. On Friends. You said there were six friends. One of them was sick. Yeah. Behind the scenes on set, and the friends who tried to help. Jennifer. Jenny, yeah. And she says, we know you're drinking. Yeah, imagine how scary a moment that was. She was the one that reached out the most. Friday on ABC. 7 o'clock. Jennifer Aniston was the one. They all were helpful, but she called, you know, Jenny um, reached out the most. And I think the revelation and we'll never look at, I will never look at this episode the same way. The episode where he marries, where Monica and Chandler get married mm-hmm. right after taping that the van was waiting for him to take him back to the treatment center. So he, you know, arguably one of the biggest episodes of that show. Mm-hmm. So a, a pinnacle for him, for his career, he was still in a very dark place personally. So, Seven o'clock, Ooh. ABC, and just the amount that his body went through. I mean, oh, he is 50, very lucky to be alive. 
55 Vicodin. And Xanax. And, and alcohol. And methadone. And that much alcohol a day. I've never, ever heard of somebody being able to have that many drugs in their system. I mean, it is a miracle that he's alive. Yeah. And he revealed something about Julia Roberts, Dawn? Oh, yes, that um, he dated her for a brief time. Yeah. I, I didn't remember this, but I didn't either. he actually broke up with her. Oh, and he did? she said, yes, because he thought he wasn't good enough for her. This is a big theme in his book that's coming out, apparently, that he would always end relationships first because he didn't want to get hurt. Mm. And he always mm. thought also that people were, well, this is a different situation with Julia Roberts, but he always thought women were after his money. And so he didn't want to, he didn't trust anyone, but he really felt like that she was slumming it by dating him. And uh, he just couldn't handle the fact that, that he was just certain that she was going to break up with him. And it was just too much pressure for him, which really, when you think about it, goes into the psyche of, of Matthew Perry, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, just self-loathing, self-hate, knowing things are going to be having the attitude that things are going to be destroyed and going to be ruined. So he will end it first. And he said, you will never, I can't ever really explain the look on her face. when I told her I didn't want to date her anymore. She's like, I'm Julia Roberts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just a girl standing in a store asking this boy to love me. Yeah. Yeah. And she just was uh, really confused. And then she went on to date um, her husband now. Uh, Danny mm. Motor. Danny Motor. Yeah. So, um, you know, he <sighs> just sees that as one of those times where there was a light shining for him that could have been a positive thing that he shoved away. I can't read. Oh, I, I can't wait to read this. Yeah, I'm gonna get it's going to be great. I don't know when it comes out. It's hard to find that in articles. I think um, next week. Okay. I think. Yeah, that so. would make sense since he's on the big press tour right now. Oh, yeah. November 1st. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he read the audiobook? I don't know. That's a good question too. Um I hope but so. the, yeah. the Diane Sawyer interview is seven o'clock okay. ABC and the next day on Hulu. Yes. Um still time to register for listener rewards. Win an Aveda prize pack, gift cards to Abbott Paint and Carpet, Pat's Tap, Starbucks and more. Sign up on our app. When we come back, our good friend Liz. Next. And now a moment with Will and Grace and Karen. This gown is going to the Smithsonian tomorrow. It's going to be put into their permanent collection. Oh, how exciting for you. A dress in the Smithsonian and your parents in the Museum of Miniatures. This has been a moment with Will and Grace and Karen. (laughs) Welcome back. Remembering uh, Leslie Jordan all morning long. Coming up in our third hour, a look back at our last interview with Leslie when he spilled all sorts of tea. Lex and I... Lex and I basically said uh, 22 and a half words. Yeah, that was like, it. Pop some popcorn. <laughs> That's great. Let's, let's sip That's some great. coffee. That's oh, right. Hey, from last segment, Matthew yes, Perry, his book, yes. Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, he yes, ma'am. does narrate it. Oh, then oh, I'm I really good. So. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Let's talk to our good friend. It's Liz. Hello, Liz. I think we need to talk. She's a sweetie. Well, I'm going to have a word with Liz here. It's time for Tuesday with Liz. Every Tuesday morning, like clockwork. Hello, Liz. Hello, Liz. Well, hello, Liz. Well, hello, Liz, who joins us on the phone. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi. 
And hello to all. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Hello. Hello to you. How you doing, Liz? Oh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> oh, good. I, I asked her if she got up, remember, a couple weeks ago, we forgot to call her yeah. because Alexis wasn't here or something. And oh. I don't remember what it was, but we I think Mike was, was here. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just got... Uh, it was me and one other person, and it just... Yeah, it was... I take full responsibility. We it was we were out of format, and yeah, it was my fault, Liz. But I apologize. She well, slept I'll in. never forgive you. <laughs> 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 She slept I'm in. I'm so glad you Join the club. Call because I didn't wake up until 9, remember? Yeah, she didn't yeah. wake up until 9. So I asked so her today if she woke up early, and she said yes. And then we were talking about how dark it is outside already. Oh, winter time. dark? I think so. Oh. But it's still pretty warm. At least we're not going to have a snowstorm. Oh, you're so positive. That's true. I yes. Bet. That's right. It could be we we could have S N O W on the no. ground already. <laughs> don't I say know. it. I didn't. I just spelled it. I just spelled it. No, it's I'm just already kidding. done it. It has done it already. You're right. Oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just thinking of all the trick or treaters on Monday. Oh That's yeah. That, ooh, I, this is the first year my kid's gonna understand. So he's very excited. Well, be very careful because I heard on the news that there were a lot of people that. Uh, had that drug put in their candy. What was it called? Uh, oh, oh the those... fentanyl? Fentanyl, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. I'll inspect it all. Don't worry. And those Reese's peanut butter cups, there's something wrong with them, so I need them. Lex doesn't care. Lex takes those out of the bag. Liz, Lex doesn't care. Lex doesn't even care what's in her peanut butter cups. She's just going to eat them all. Mommy's yeah. going to be the guinea pig. I'll see if they're okay. I have to eat them all, though. This is the last year you can get away with that yeah, because probably. he's going to be too wise to it and go, where are all my peanut butter cups? Yes, that's true. <laughs> get away from those, lady. Yeah. Oh. Do, do you yeah have... Those are really good. I like those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have your costume ready, Liz? Are you going to go trick-or-treating? Uh, trick yeah. Well, we're going to have a party. <laughs> you are? Oh, you are? Yeah. Fun. I really going to have a... Halloween party, and we can create costumes if we have anything to create with. Yeah. So, Liz, Ooh, what do you Liz, Liz, yeah, what are you making? Are you making anything? No, I I don't have anything I can create a costume out of this year. So, Aww. I don't know. What <laughs> I'll put this... a sheet over my head and be a ghost. Like, yeah, <laughs> gotta be careful with that one, though. Liz, <laughs> I know. Liz, is this the first year since a pandemic that like a Halloween party came back? Yep. Yeah, oh, I thought so. Fun. Yeah, because we ha- usually have one, and, and that was one of the highlights of the year. Everybody would get into these fancy costumes. We did. Yeah. We deliberately go out and buy stuff to, you know, have yeah. costumes and stuff. It was really a lot of fun. You sh- <laughs> make sure all the uh, make sure all the punches spiked, Liz. Make sure all the Halloween Ooh, oh, punches spiked. Oh, there we spiked. go. I'll get my 
a, a, a vodka martini one day uh, or yeah. another? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Check or trees. <laughs> You'll be so maybe we don't need to call you next or whenever that is next Tuesday because oh, she, you'll yes. be you'll next be uh, yeah you'll be yeah. partying all night on Monday. Well, I don't know. I'd be okay. very unhappy if you didn't. Oh no, we will. will. We will, Liz. Liz, how do you you I. I my apologies if we've asked you this before, but you've mentioned martinis a couple times. Yeah. How do you how do you like your martini? Are you a little dirty? Are you a lot dirty? Do you like olives, blue cheese olives? Well, what, I'm, what? The, uh, I'm the one that likes lots of olives. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so I don't like them with the pits either. No. I like the, you know, the ones that don't have pits in them. Yeah. So. But, but dirty, right? You like, a, you like a dirty martini, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Note, note. Yep. Okay, noted. Okay, shaken. Do you like it? Do you like it cold? Do I like it cold? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it really shaken? Okay. Oh a yeah. Ice on the top. Okay. I I, I hear you. That's a good martini right there. Mm. Well. I haven't had one in like a hundred years. It feels like. Yeah. You guys well, are nuts. I love well, you. Well, if you're, uh, we are. We're, yes. Well, if you're a little late picking up the phone next Tuesday, Liz, we'll know the we'll reason. Know. That's right. Okay, well, you take care and have a good week. Okay. You, too. you too. We'll talk okay. to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Liz. Coming up next, the one, the only, second chance romance. Will we find love, Lex? Yeah, we're finding it. Yeah. Highly yeah. unlikely, but we'll see when we return. Woo-hoo. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.